Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. You made it weird. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird. You made it weird. Yes, you did. You made it weird. Oh, yeah. You made it weird with Pete Holmes. What's happening, weirdos? A wonderful episode with my good friend Jared Logan, one of the uh, absolute funniest people I know, very interesting fellow as well. Uh, before we get to that, I do want to remind everybody that you can get free, free tickets uh, to the Pete Holmes Show live starting February 19th, uh, in, uh, just outside of Los Angeles in Burbank, California. For free tickets to the show, really, really, really makes a huge, huge difference when uh, weirdos are in the audience. So please come out if you can. It's PeteHolmes.com slash tickets. Please come out. Uh, we'll be taping a whole bunch, so if you can't come to the first one, certainly please come to uh, one of the other ones. Uh, I would love to see you. Lots of um, laughs and hugs and direct eye contact. And then, like, oh, brief. I won't be, like, staring at you the whole time. But, you know, brief, you know, welcome sort of stuff. Uh, and always, uh, everything with the show, uh, PeteHolmes.com, has all, all the info that you could possibly need. Uh, okay, let's do, the, let's do the sponsor real quick. It's Stamps.com. Stamps.com. You've probably heard the cost of a stamp just went up to 49 cents, but not if you have Stamps.com. With Stamps.com, you pay less. What? Less for postage than you would at the post office. For first-class mail, priority, and priority express mail packages, and more. Stamps.com is easy to use and convenient. You can buy and print discounted stamps, shipping labels, and more with your own computer and printer. Not only will you save money with Stamps.com by not having to pay full price for postage, you'll also save valuable time. Stamps.com uh, always keeps the rates up to date, so you'll never, uh, so you'll never have to look up the postage. But you'll always get the exact postage you need every time, right from your desk. Never, never go to the post office again. I use Stamps.com. Obviously, I have to mail things home. I live in L.A., but I got my fam back in Boston, so I get little little treats, little things that say, hey, your son still loves you, and I don't go to the post office. I use Stamps.com. When I send out CDs or merch, T-shirts, these things are going through Stamps.com. I haven't been to the post office in months. Months! So right now, use my name, Pete, for this special offer. It's a no-risk trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes a digital scale and up to $55 free postage. Don't wait. Go to Stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Pete. That's Stamps.com. Enter Pete. Uh, that's it, everybody. Enjoy Jared Logan. Hope to see you at the show. Free tickets again. PeteHolmes.com slash tickets. All right. Enjoy. Here you go, Jared. You sit here. Okay. Do you need a minute to set up, Katie? Yeah, I'm good. I'm going. You're going? Mm -hmm. Have a seat, Jared. Okay. Don't worry. I don't want you to. I don't want you to worry. I'm not. I you don't think. Should I be? <laughs> I asked Joe DeRosa what was weird about you because you know he writes on my show. Yeah, I'm gonna see Joe Friday. And he goes, other than the fact that he's a closeted homosexual with the voice of a magician. Oh, I like I like the second part a lot. <laughs> the first part is untrue. <laughs> I'll deny it. Nobody thinks it's true, Jared. It's just a fun time. Jared it is a loves, fun thing to say. Jared loves. Joe loves breaking your nuts. No, yeah. No, people telling me I was a closet homosexual for the first, like, ten years they did it. Deeply hurtful <laughs> and scarring. But then after that, it started to become super funny. And now it's hilarious. <laughs> it only it gets better. Oh, it gets funnier you with love time. It more I think more. on my deathbed, it's all I'll be able to laugh about. <laughs> Because if people think 
think you're a closeted homosexual. Well, they did. Yeah, high school, junior high. Well, have you? Always, you are a flamboyant man. Sure. Yeah. I think there's. I'm not the only comedian that gets that. Right? No. No. Well, I don't know. You're the top Maybe of the I list. <laughs> you just keep not reassuring me. Top of the list. I mean, if I was gonna pick a comedian, to no, be a I get, I get. Well, I, I mean, it's unfair, I suppose. Of course, that's a weird place for me to start our, our little our little chat. Well, here. that's okay. But I mean, that's the name of the show, I suppose. I in Chicago one time I went home. I had a gay roommate named Chicago. Chicago. I had a gay roommate named Bo, and I went home, and I was all upset because someone thought I was gay that night after I did my act. <laughs> and uh, and I said that he was like, "What's wrong?" Because I was like upset. I was like, people think I'm gay, and I said it like <laughs> it's like the worst thing. Yeah. Anyone could, and he's standing there, gay, like, well, what's the fucking problem yeah. with that motherfucker? Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. Well, there is a bit of a judgment there. Well, we're working on that as a people. I feel like we're working on that. Stop saying like Iron Man's gay, like it's a bad thing. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. Well, I, I don't know. If you're, you're not allowed. <laughs> Anymore, you're allowed to do whatever you want. Not on my watch. In fact, go, uh, Twitter search the hashtag of like the worst words, and you'll find lots of teenage boys and girls. Oh yeah, just going at it or going at it. The other day, that guy that did the thing on MLK Day, where he just he searched the N word. Yeah, and then anybody he found that tweeted that, he sent them a message that he loves them. Oh. Did you hear about that? No. And then a lot of people would be, say like the most horrible, like, these N-words are lazy. And then he'd be like, I love you even though I think that you're wrong about this. And then they would write back, I'm sorry, I was just joking. I apologize. Was this a, a man, a black man? It was a black man. It was one, yeah. of, the, is it one of those black men? Yeah. Uh, that's that's. A re- I forget a the comedian's touching. name. Solomon? That was his first Oh, he's work. a comedian. He's a comedian, yeah. Ah, uh. But, you know, he's one of these, like, it's like a BuzzFeed, like, news story, and they're like, comedian does this, and you're like, that ain't no comedian I ever heard of. He's a guy with a Twitter account. You just took him down a notch. Well, no, I think what he... He's going to tweet at you, I I think what he did was awesome. Yeah. Uh, You know? No, I understand. Well, you know, there. I, I just went to the Thai restaurant across the street, and they have an open mic there. And even the uh, Thai woman, who I know a little bit, I think she thinks I'm famous. I'm always trying to tell her. She's like, bring in a headshot. She probably walked in here <clears> one <throat> time and saw your picture hanging from the ceiling yeah, here. like a Korean and dictator. And was like, wow, He's the place across from where I work knows who he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah, but she, uh, there, she was she. So she's just a woman who owns a Thai restaurant. Uh, not the, uh, not just, but I mean, she's not in the comedy world. Was shitting on the open mic they have right next door. <laughs> she was yeah. like, it, "If I did the accent correctly, you would think I was racist." But let's just do so, it. No, do full Thai. No, be specifically Thai though. If you know what, you can only do it if, if it's totally yeah. Thailand, not Japanese, like, yep, not Chinese. Yep. I agree, and I can't. It'll okay. sound like all of them. Well, what did she say though? She said uh, that that show next door is for it's for amateurs. It's for it's for beginners. She was trying to find, and then I had one glass of wine. Not like you and me. Is that what she? Well, she was. She was. I don't know where she got in her head. I just kept going in there, and then she—I swear to God—she just put it in her mind that I'm famous. I don't. I never. I certainly would not have been like. Hey. Do you have any headshots that we can like sign and frame and take over there and There's see if they'll have just hang it up? They would. There's nothing finer than being, being in your diner. diner. That would be awesome. That's what I. If I ever get in that, that's a Seinfeld reference. If I ever get in that situation, I am going to write that. I think that <laughs> you have to make the one uh, thing is that they can't put anybody else's up. It can but they already be have yours. a couple others up. Uh, 
You ever go in like a? How long you, you don't live in LA? I was just gonna no. say, how long have you been in LA? You're just here visiting since Saturday. Well, have you been to like a dry cleaners yet where they have like a wall? Katie has a wall. It's so it'll it'll chill you. A wall of like old headshots, actors, actresses, <laughs> like <laughs> MCs and crooners, and they all got their dry cleaning there at some point. Yeah, and now some of them work there. It's very it's, right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. It's kind of the of dark side of Los Angeles. Yeah, and in New York, you know that it's weirder than that. Though it, they they'll do the same thing, but it'll just be like a, for some reason a portrait of John F. Kennedy, <laughs> a little off the top. Yeah, uh, like blow his brains out. Oh, he deserved it. He does. Let's get into the political my po- politics. All right, anti JFK. I'll, I'll just sit here. No, I'm not. Are uh, you anti JFK? No, of course not. Yeah, you are. No, nobody makes that up. <laughs> I made it up. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. There's always like a weird president photo in New York, or like a um, well, one time like the that. chief from Battlestar was on the wall by himself. <laughs> that's real. That's less famous than you for sure. <laughs> the guy that fixed the planes on Battlestar, and I really was so tempted to be like, "Give me one of the, give me a chief." <laughs> And just come out with my hair looking exactly like his. <laughs> the chief from Battlestar. Yeah. Because I don't watch it, I'm picturing an Indian chief. Uh, well, no, I'll, you'd be wrong. Uh, I'll fix the, uh, the old I mean, I want for you. the engineer. I'm the engineer and I'm also a chief. It's not a big deal. The voice is mildly racist. Yeah. No, I think... I think the only person other th- that wasn't white on Battlestar was Edward James Olmos. I knew Edward very well. Yeah. I knew him as Eat Set Crafty. <laughs> that is so inside Crafty Craft Services. Do you know that term? No, I, yeah, I know what craft <laughs> services are. But you looked at me like you didn't. What do movie stars call them, Pete? <laughs> little plate of snacks, oh, and you can have whatever you want. Oh, no. And they let you take some oh, home. Oh, no. Oh, you can't take them home. Yeah, it's you're, just, yeah you you're, can. You're taking home handfuls of Skittles? Well, no, I never. I mean, maybe one or, once or twice I have. <laughs> where do you go where they have Skittles? Ooh, they had Skittles on Outsourced. Oh, great. Buckets. And my mom visited the set. My mom is fattest. She's fattest. Yeah, she would tell you to lose a few pounds. I'm not saying oh, you're fat. Oh, fattest. Fattest. That's I thought you were saying she's the fattest. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, yeah, you know, who else? Yeah, people always tell me. You know they what? do? Yeah, and you know what? Well, also, can I tell you what you. my mom said? You're not said? allowed to tell me no, that. No, I know. No, you're right. That's the correct you response. You know who else did but that? My, very but, nice, trying to be some, nice. But listen, someone was eating Skittles at the table, and my mom goes, I think you've had enough. Your to mom's a man an seated. asshole. No, I can't have you say that. I'm going to bleep it. Bleep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, you can Holmes. say it. That was an ass- that, that was definitely an asshole thing to well, say. Well, I mean, my mom's been an asshole before. Your mom's an asshole to you. She can be a fucking dick. But, you know, who, we'll get to that. I, uh, I, I opened for Rosie O'Donnell recently, and mm. she was like, she was super nice, very funny. Mm. She's like, you need to lose, you need to lose a few pounds. She why you were just opening to, for well, her one time? Yeah, and I got really upset at first, but then she went into this long thing about how she recently had a heart attack, and oh, that's it was why for she's health training reasons. for her new special, and she doesn't want to see me have a heart attack and all this stuff. And I was like, "Well, I'm talking about mortality with with Rosie." <laughs> it got very real. Yeah, no. Did you? Uh, when was that? Eh, like uh, December, early December. So like almost a year ago. No, 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 no. December 2013 here. Just a couple weeks ago. This past December? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. She told you to lose some LBs. That's right. And she was looking fit. Colin Quinn also told me one time to lose some weight. You're just getting it from all sides. I'm telling you, everybody tells me to you lose know, weight. You did gain weight rapidly. I remember that. Didn't you? In Chicago? Because I saw, I remember you, I definitely, this is so inappropriate to say, but I was like, oh, that man's definitely gay because you were very, like, thin. You yeah. were, like, good looking thin. I'm not saying. I wasn't, though. Jesus I was Christ. chubby. I, you were, you were, you were a gay chub. I was a gay chub. <laughs> you were enough chubby. And then I gained, that I would have like, believed you were active. I got up to, like, 300 pounds in Chicago. You did? And then I moved to New York and I lost 60. And that's where I've stayed for five years. That's great. How'd you lose 60? I think it was just being terrified. I think it was from being in New York and just being scared and stressed out, and you know, scared of what? having to walk everywhere and huh? Scared of what? Oh, come on! I had a complete nervous breakdown when I first moved to New York. You did? Okay, oh, let's let's start in Chicago because here we are in Chicago, and I met you there. Yeah, and you were super duper funny. I actually remember being—it's such a petty thing when you're starting. I remember being a little bit threatened because we have similar, we have a similar, similar energy. Loud, we're loud yeah. white fellas and pudgy. Yeah, and there you are on stage. You're and not you, anymore. Well, and you went up on stage and you really killed it. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember the bit you did. It was about DVD commentaries. And back then... Oh, damn. I haven't thought of that one in forever. What, is, what was it? Back then, they were new. Yeah. Think of how long we've been doing stand-up. Back then, yeah. the idea of a DVD commentary... I was always cutting edge. ...was new. And your bit was, you'd go... So every time the director's like, lights, camera... I, there's another crew behind him going, <laughs> lights, camera, I, action. I, I, it destroyed... Yeah, I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, and I remember that. That's that been phased out by technology, that bit. Yeah. It's too bad. But that's, uh, yeah, geez, I haven't done that. I haven't thought of that in years and years and years. I had a bit about DVD players when they first came out because they were the first technology to say no to us. Like you'd say, skip this scene, and it would go, no. no. <laughs> You're like, it's starting. You had They're to- getting rebellious. <laughs> You had to read the FBI warning. <laughs> you couldn't skip the anti-piracy ah! ad. It was like, uh, action not allowed. Yeah. I own you. <laughs> I own you and I can destroy don't you, you. Don't you think you need to see this? <laughs> Cannot comply. Eliminate. That's so weird. I yeah. got moments watching DVDs on its own. DVDs were just, uh, just so much fun bits came out of DVDs. And they're not even they're not even going to be around another day. Five. I had a bit about the Superman when they came out with the Superman DVD. That was seven discs uh-huh. for Superman the movie. Seven discs, and <laughs> my joke was that like two, three of them are just the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Why would you? Uh, there are three movies. Why are there, there are four movies? Seven discs. <laughs> That's for someone who just likes discs. Doesn't even have to have a movie on it. Just this, like a just flat like- round. <laughs> Larry, the guy that loves discs. I love the shape. I love the feel of a disc. <laughs> I slipped a disc once and I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Anything with it. I disc. could feel it in my back. <laughs> Internal disc. Yeah. Disced and dismissed. Yeah. Uh, that was a stretch. Yeah. So I tell know. me, so I met you in Chicago, but I barely really knew you. I didn't know you that well. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And that you I, were gone pretty quick, too, by the way. Two, I was, I got there and then, yeah, I got there in 03 and then you were gone in 04. Yeah. So we didn't know each other. And then that K well. Man and you bonded. You kind of replaced me. Very much. Me. You replaced me. Uh, that's not how. No, that's not <laughs> what happened at all. 
when Kamal and I buddied around a lot in Chicago, he would always like you know just say like Jared, you know you're not you're not Pete's replacement. You're you know you're more than that to me. Uh, Pete kind of took advantage of me, a lot, and you're like a true friend. Only at the word friend was I sure you were kidding. He would only say these things when we were naked in the dark. Oh my God, you've seen his pitch black penis? No, I haven't. It's pitch black. Is it real? Have you seen it? No, he's told me about it. And he's been drunk once, and he was like, do you want to see it? Oh, God. And I was like, I'm good. I actually, no, I th- I, no, I said yes. And he didn't. He backed up. Yeah, he, he was he bluffing. I called he was his bluffing. bluff. I called his bluff. So you were in Chicago, and you, is, is that where you started? I know you're from West Virginia. Yeah, well, I, you know, when I, when I was in college in Memphis, I did some um, open mics, like at this casino in Tunica, Mississippi. Uh-huh. But that was it. And then, and then Chicago. Chicago. Turning my turning my mic up no problem uh, uh okay and so you really it's like me i, I did a couple of mics in boston yeah and then i moved to chicago to start for real yeah for real and you did it for real mm. uh, what, mm-hmm. is, what is happening well no nothing's happening i i tried to doing all this theater when i got to chicago and i was in all this horrible horrible what shit oh yeah i i, I like, like straight acting i did the i was doing lighting designs i was not qualified to do that but i did like the lighting design for this play called mexican wrestling Macbeth. It was the play Macbeth, but with Mexican wrestling themes. And the guy that directed it would sit beside me and do like the sound cues and stuff. And he wrote it, by the way. And he would laugh his fucking ass off <laughs> harder than anyone in the theater. By the way, there were like four people there to watch it. And he would just, <laughs> like, just so loud. And I would, it was like hard to do my job. Um, and then I I worked at well you know here we go with the the homosexuality theme again but well, I, I worked at this like gay theater you, and they only did plays about like the gay experience and I <laughs> I was house manager for naked boys singing do you know what that is yes I do it's where these gay guys dance naked I didn't with, I I only knew the name and I assumed from the name that it was gay boys you got it so, and in the nude flapping it around i was like the house manager and they would like they would be dancing naked and then like trying to catch my eye and pointing at someone i had to kick out of the theater because <laughs> like women that look like my mom would just try to grab dicks no yeah that was like my first year in chicago was was working that job it was the, the worst dick grab patrol the dick grab patrol you'd have to come out and usher a woman that looked like your mother away. who was drunk and who would fight with me i mean sometimes physically like slap me or something really well, yeah, they were all. It, for some reason, they think uh, yeah, that like, a bachelorette party <laughs> should go to a, a play about the gay experience. I don't know why they think that. Because <laughs> they heard it was naked. Yeah, yeah, they think it's Chippendales, but it's not. Are they naked the whole time? They are super naked the whole time. If so a guy walks like out in clothes, wait a second. <laughs> but it was kind of cool to, to see other dicks, like, and have the opportunity to observe them and just see, you know. How big your dick is it makes you feel better about your own dick. Does it? What yeah. if you have a terribly small penis? Well, I mean, I don't have a big penis, but I have, a, I think, a normal penis or a, you know, a fair to midland penis. And midland? Midland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from the Midlands. And, uh, you know, there was a guy on the show who had a smaller penis than me. One guy. Yeah, just one guy. No, I wasn't saying. How many fellas are are up there? I mean, I think most of the guys are going to audition for Naked Boys singing. Are going to make sure they have like a a nice schlong. Yeah, no, but a lot of them were just normal size. They just had like good abs and shit, you know. Well, that'll distract from the penis. Mm -hmm. How was his dick? Ah, those abs. Yeah, I I didn't even really look. You know what? I didn't even get down that far. Yeah, I stopped at the pecs. (laughs) 
I'm really doing good to dissuade people that I'm not a closet homosexual. Well, you have talked about the theater, and then you took it in the next step and went to gay theater. Well, that's what that was my job. Then you're talking about looking at the dicks, mm-hmm. but I, I applaud that. I sure everybody's going to look at the dicks. Sure, everybody wants to know where they are on the. Di- you literally were looking at a dick spectrum. I was looking at it. They were in line. They would stand yeah. in a you know a line. Did they? And you could align do the dick spectrum inside yeah. dick size. Uh, no. <laughs> no. I would have liked up that. and down like a mountain range. <laughs> no, I would have preferred it left to right, like a piano or so, something. So you could have stopped at your comfort level. I would like for them to line them up and then give me like xylophone little. But at any point in the show, are they erecting their penises? No, no. Yeah. See, because it's theater; it's not pornography. Uh, that's the distinction. Well, I, uh, to me, it feels like it would be right. As long as nobody gets hard, you're still watching theater. Right? <laughs> is that is that seem uh, that seems like pretty reasonable to me? I've seen some theater with a lot of dicks, and none You've of them seen, were. They were an erect. Were they, they were not erect. Yeah. What if you? That would be embarrassing, I guess, if you got an erection in the gay boy singing. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think it ever happened. Or, or whatever. If it did, nobody ever told me about it. Yeah, or would you see it as a challenge? I think it would be very hard to get an erection when you're trying to remember lines and hit your scales and sing all these songs and dance around. There was a naked stand-up show in New York. I did it a couple times. This is not helping. What? I'm just kidding. All kinds of people were on that show. And all kinds of people would come, too. I know, easy joke, easy joke. I think it was Eric Andre that said he wanted to take a Viagra and then do a set with a huge erection and never address it. That would be great. That's a good idea. (laughs) You did it? Yeah, sure. You just did it? Yeah, I did it. I I did it twice. You did it again? Yeah, I know. Everybody told me not to do it, but then some really great people did it. Who told you not to do it? So it's just a some of the show. comics were like I would never do it. Now, when when ladies would tell me that, that they didn't want to do it, I was like I completely understand. Did ladies I, ever do it? Occasionally, yeah. Not every show, but maybe about every other show or every third show, I think a, a lady would do it cuz I would see the lineups on Facebook or whatever. But um yeah, I did it twice. And it was it was funny watching the guys backstage like trying to get just maybe just like a little more length before they went out <laughs> to do their stand up. Just maybe just kind of like tease it out a little more. Oh no. Like you tease your hair up or something. Yeah. Just come on, come on, a little more. Yeah, just a slap around. But you know, I did it with uh Roger Hales. You remember Roger? You saw the Hale dick? I don't think I ever saw his dick. Maybe I did. I don't really. I didn't look directly into the sun, directly into the Hale's dick. But he was so he was so confident after we were done that he just we met he met these girls and I like I don't know I had some drinks with them at a bar like and he was just like hitting on them and talking to them like well they've already seen the good yeah he was like he acted like nobody had seen his dick you know or so he was very comfortable with his dick. Wow. I could. Did you only talk about your naked body? Not at all, because the guy that used to host it did 15 minutes of naked jokes, and that was kind of cool of him, because once he was done, you could just do your act. Nobody actually, by the time he was done, the topic had been covered. You, you could, never had to, You. I thought about doing that show, never seriously, but then I was like, if I did do it, I would have to go out and just be like, so this is what I'm, this is me, look at, look at all of it, not, not yeah. just my dick, everything. No, I mean, I think that would be hard, too. I think it would be hard to improvise material about being naked while you're naked. But <laughs> honestly, he had, like, 15, like, really good minutes about Solid. it that kind of, like, put a put a fork in it. Uh-huh. And so you, I just, just go out and do my jokes. When you, when you come out, 
right? Do you remember? You did it twice. You come out. Do people just laugh at your naked form? Um, I remember everyone going, small dick! <laughs> and, then I, and, then I, and then a woman on the front row that looked like my uh, the girl that I wanted to date in college just threw up. <laughs> she looked like the girl you wanted and, and to was date like, in it's college. This, it's too small! I'll tell you why I ask. Sure. I just did a sketch for my show where I had to wear assless chaps. Yeah. And, you know, you're wearing a thong, which I had never worn before. Sure. I mean, I'm not ashamed. Yeah. But I, I actually put on two thongs because you put on the under thong that's nude. Right. And then you put on the black leather one. Right. And it was Oren, the director's idea that I wear assless chaps in this scene. That sounds and, funny. And I, yeah, it was. See, and I was okay, but every time everyone saw my ass, everyone just laughed. Well, that's what it's supposed It's supposed to be funny, though. Yeah. You know, the thing about being a, f- a full frontal nude is that that's not like automatically funny. <laughs> no, like, no. in fact, most people are. are, are <laughs> trained mentally that when they see a man they don't know full frontal nude yes to kind of be like oh no i'm in there's trouble or you're in the there's lo- trouble <laughs> wait so you kind of had to overcome that a little bit really nobody was like aha nakedness i love it <laughs> there were naked people in the audience too by the way sometimes that's real not- creepos. <laughs> really? Oh, it was like an old man who looked like Socrates with like big bony <laughs> elbows and knees. And he was just like front row center with his dick in his hand, not jerking it, but just like holding the balls. He'd hold his balls? He would just cup his balls and you- watch you. Question. You cup your balls when you're falling asleep? No. Was that a thing? Uh, I saw a girl for a while that said sometimes I would snore. Although we, uh, she smoked, and I was smoking with her at the time. Sure. This is, this is years ago. So I think that contributed to my snoring. And then she said I would always stop when she cupped my nuts. Really? So she was cupping my nuts. That sounds like a lot of hooey. That sounds like a weird mind game. She's well, like, when I, grab your, when I grab your testicles, you will stop snoring. But I was And asleep. you will become my slave. When I put one finger in your asshole, it is time for you to kiss me. When I put two in, it is time for you to get me a Coke. <laughs> That's the best We've one. all dated that chick. <laughs> have we? Yeah, I have. Try cupping your nuts. I have enormous nuts. Now, I will say that my nuts are extremely large. And my girlfriend will back me up on this. My girlfriend, <laughs> Kara Clank. Yes. Uh, yeah. Which they, sounds like if a you try to hold my nuts, they just, sound. they just, it does. <laughs> she's a model in Canada. <laughs> we don't get to see each other a lot because she's busy modeling. Um, when she or try. or me or anybody tries to hold my nuts, they kind of just flow over the side. Oh my god! They just kind of like you can't quite keep it in your hand. It's like a what would you say? Like a water bottle. I was gonna you, say like there's a river of scrotum skin, and you just tried to scoop up some. And yeah, it's it is loose. Out. It's super loose. I bet it's can so you, loose. Can you stretch it up and gather water with it? Yeah. Can you swing them to and fro? Can you tie them around <laughs> no. your neck like a Oriental soldier? Whatever. Do your ears oh, hang no, low? Do you no. know that song? Yes, I do. Uh, I just thought of another thing I want to tell you. You could gather water with them, I bet. Yeah, you could gather water with yeah, them. Yeah, it's like Sometimes if I pee and I'm not careful, a little reservoir of pee will just stay in there. When you're seated, you mean? Uh, no, even after I get up. Yeah. 
Now, all of that wasn't true. I don't know even why I went there. It was just like a weird thing to say. You so effortlessly improvise. I don't know when you're fooling. Yeah, no, I get that a lot that people don't know when I'm fooling. But I want to tell you something about yeah, yeah, singing yeah. a song about a defect, uh. which is I knew this guy. I think you would like this story. I knew this guy in college who uh, was a super cool guy. He had kind of a dent in his head, uh-huh. in his skull. Old dent And head. usually he would wear, he would have his hair long, and you couldn't even see it. But then one time he wore it short, and someone said to him... Uh, Hey, what's that? Stupid to ask that. I mean, clearly it's a little bit of a defect. He has a dent in his head. And the person went, what's that? And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he goes, it's a hole in the ground and the green grass grew all around, all around, and the green grass grew all around. And then we were all really uncomfortable and slowly backed away from him because it seemed demonic. That does seem demonic. But you know what it probably was is when he was a little kid and he was like, oh, my head. His mom was like, it's a hole in the ground and the green grass grew all around. And he'd be like, hee, 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 hee. But then, then he was like older and he did that. I'm going to tell you one that, 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 that reminds me of something. And okay, it, go ahead. As Chubby Fells. Will it will preach. Okay. When I was You're in, not chubby anymore. I am too. Quit using it because it's gone. Okay, it's, there's there. Yeah. Jesus, if you look like that, I'm in real trouble. I just lifted up my shirt. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Uh, it looked like yeah, it was smooth. It was real smooth. Oh, you mean hairless? There's yeah, also, this, also this, hairless. This is like the crease. That There's you a get. Uh, what what Kara and I call tit shadow. Tit shadow. Well, I'll get it in pictures. Don't say. She'll take like a photo of me. We're, we we were like walking around Greece. What a beautiful vacation in Greece. And then we got the pictures back, and all the pictures I have tit shadow. Oh my god! And we started singing. I'm being followed by a tit shadow. <laughs> So she has songs for you like Dented. Yeah, like Dented. You found a mom girlfriend. Um, you know what? She would not like to hear that. I believe it. Uh, but, you know, I mean, a lot of guys find kind of a momish girlfriend, right? She's not momish. God damn it. She's going to listen to this. She's well, not momish. <laughs> but I, I do think that, you know, we all find things in the, the people we end up with who are a little bit like. It's fine. I mean, Alan Emily, classic uh, mom, mom wife. Okay, thanks for thanks for diffusing that. Yeah, now admit that Kara is one too. She is. <laughs> I love you, honey. You're not. You don't look like a mom. You're not sexy. You're sexier than that, and you're not. Uh, you're, she's a milk. It's just she's a decision maker. Yep. You know, nurturer. A nurturer. Have you ever yeah. said? That's all I mean by that. Can I have a sandwich? Sometimes I've been like, if if I if I do dishes, can I have a treat? <laughs> If I do dishes, can I have a treat? If I do dishes, can I have the special time? Oh, my Jesus. If ever I loved thee. Can I make poot? <laughs> if, I, uh, if I do all my work, can I make poot, Mommy? What is make poot? Sex? It's ejaculation. Oh That's how I refer to full on it. Ejaculation. Make poot. It's the name of my first special. Jared Logan. Ejaculation. Or make poot. Make poot is much better. It's more original. It'll sell. Uh, I'm being sorry. Again, I'm, this is none of this is true. Yeah, no, I believe you. Okay, good. Uh, where were we? I don't know. Oh, I was going to tell you that I'm in camp. And I remember this guy, Heath, who is kind of, you know, the fattest. Kids always find the fattest. And yeah. I, I was always grateful if there was one kid fatter than me. Sure. So I'm like, oh, God, I'm not the fattest. When he would leave the room, you know, they'd move it right over to me. <laughs> Just be sing, oh, sure. Singing whole yeah, fat, yeah, yeah. fat songs. Who's next? Tit Shadow. And then yeah. he'd leave. And then they'd be like, now, Pete. 
Uh, he, I, it was such an interesting moment. He was touching his stomach like this, and he was going, see, it's flat. It's flat. And then I realized that's something my mother told me, too. Like, I had a little paunch. Oh, and she would but go, she it's would, like, flat. Look, it's flat. It's, <laughs> it's flat. flat. Meaning, like, I guess it was flat. It just meant it was uniformly protruding. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't have, like, a, like a beer belly. I right. Was ju- I was just all around fat. Yeah, which is and, what uh, I have. I have the beer belly. You do have a beer belly. And when I, was at th- when I was at, like, 300 pounds, like, stuff would happen. Like, it would be raining, and then I would get to where I was going, and just my belly would be wet because it would stick out past the coat or whatever. Oh, no. I know, man. Yeah, but you That's lo- why when people – okay, this is just good. If anyone's listening, if you have a fat friend, don't touch his belly. Comedians do that to me all the time, too. They're just like, hey, buddy, and they touch my oh, belly. Oh, I've never done it's that It's not good luck. No. Nope. Fucking stop it. It's bad friendship. It makes me feel sad. Of course. Uh, I'm working on it. No, no, no. You don't have to work on that. It's uh, a terrible thing. No, I don't, I'm not working on feeling sad about that. I'm working on the belly. E- oh, uh-huh. Even yeah. a pregnant lady, I'll ask twice before I touch it. Yeah, yeah, of course. Just in case the first time she thought it was a joke. Are you sure? Yeah. I can touch your pregnant belly? I'm really going to do it. I'm touching it. Yeah. The thing that's going to come out of the thing. Yeah. Well, how often the... do you do that, that you have a policy? <laughs> <laughs> well, once a day, if I can help it. Just stop by the maternity ward. I know you're going in right now. Can I get a quick rub? <laughs> Dropping in the maternity ward. All right. So you lost 60 LBs because you had a panic, a series of panic attacks? I would say, I don't know if I would call them panic attack is a specific thing, right? Where you can't breathe or yeah, something you like think that. Yeah, you're going to die. No, I didn't have panic attacks. But what I did have was like this. Picnic com- attacks? Picnic attacks is what I had. <laughs> it was a fat joke. I just made a straight up fat joke. Okay. Well, it wasn't very good, so I'm not offended. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, it takes picnic one. attacks. Picnic attacks. I didn't have panic attacks. Oh, that's attacks. good. Yeah, that word does sound like that other word, Pete. Good you for you. love it. You're going to laugh at that one later. I, I bet I won't. Picnic attacks. Okay. Uh, picnic attacks. I'm, I'm like talking about my mental health, and you're I like, know. yeah, but big old donut in your mouth. <laughs> you were 60 pounds heavier. We can laugh. We can. Uh, go uh, well, well, I don't even know what I was saying. You, you they weren't, weren't panic you attacks. You weren't having panic attacks. No, they weren't panic <laughs> attacks, but I had again. my ego kind of like popped uh-huh. because, you know, in Chicago, things were going very well, like, you know, and, uh, what's well, a starting over. And I got a, I got like a TV credit, you know, when <clears> I was one? young, uh, I got the live at Gotham uh-huh. and, uh, And I thought, okay, now here I go to New York, and it'll just be easy, and it'll all happen right away. And then, of course, everybody was like, get in line behind the guy that started yesterday. Nobody gives a shit what you've done here in New York, you know? Yeah. You and Kumail and people I knew were were very helpful. Were we? Yes. Oh, good. You were. See, I can make picnic attack. I was nice. Yes, you were. (laughs) Yeah. You and Kumail. Everybody I knew was really fun and and nice to me. But, um, you know, I I just was like... Why am I? I think I had like an ego, and it popped my ego. And then when my e- and then also I was living in a part of town that like I was not a good part of town. Mm. I was living like way out in Bushwick. Well, we used to go to Duck Duck together. Yeah, and Duck Duck was the fun, the fun bad part of town. <laughs> like I was like, I was like 
nine stops past that or something ridiculous. You were? Yeah. <coughs> I didn't know that. Is that contributing to the nervousness? And the? Uh... I think it was because, you know, it was like Is everything that... shut down at 630 and there were bars on all the windows. Well, to give and... people an idea, it's like those warehouse. It's like the yeah. warehouse part of Brooklyn where they yeah. have raves and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, you would see people maybe like, I mean, this didn't happen a lot, but, you know, see people beating up somebody <laughs> or. Really? Or it's just kind of sad out there, and I didn't belong there. I shouldn't have been there. And I feel uh, that way about my place near Duck Duck. Yeah, I was like, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, like, yeah. It and feels Kumail bad, and Emery, right? what were they doing there? Right, it feels bad. I mean, yeah. it legit feels kind of bad. And then uh, so that contributed, but it got really crazy at one point. Too. It, I, I never told you this. I'll tell you this right now. No, I want to hear. One time, you were talking to me, and you know, uh, you know, as someone who came after you, you know, look, yeah. look up and admire you and Kumail, and I was in such a bad place emotionally and mentally, but I was trying to keep like a, a you know straight face. But I thought you guys were talking to me, and then you were trying to get like a secret message across to me. What do you mean? Like, you were saying one thing, but you were meaning another. Because you were in this weird place? Yeah, buddy. What did you, what, tell me everything. Well, it was like, and, and, and by the way, I'm, I'm well over this, but it was so crazy. I thought that, like, you guys were like, you know, if you let your uh, your career get in your head, it will. Especially if you're in, like, a weird, you know, starting over kind of place. And I thought you guys were, like, try, you know, trying to tell me you were, like, disappointed in me or I needed to do this other oh, we thing. We were telling you a bad message. Oh, yes. Or, or that I needed to do work harder or something like that. When, in fact, I think you were, like, like hey, do you like Chinese food? I do. <laughs> like, like that's, the, that's the real conversation that was going on. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, no. So I had, like, a complete, like, uh, weird thing where I couldn't sleep. And, and the other thing is I wasn't sleeping. Why not? I didn't have a, I didn't have a day job. I didn't have any job. I wasn't I wasn't working doing comedy at the time and I I had just moved there and I and I just was like not sleeping or I was like sleeping at like 10 a.m. I would go to bed and then wake up at like 4. What? Why? Cuz I was going crazy. <laughs> but then I don't know how I pulled the brakes, but I pulled the brakes. I don't know how I did it either, by the way. But I know that I called Kumail at some point in that whole insanity, yeah. and he was like, you're being crazy. <laughs> He's like, well, no, in a nice way. Yeah. But he was like, you need to calm down. You're fine. Calm down. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. And then and then I did. And then, I, you know what? It's just having stand-up to go to every Ouch. night. I booked a lot of shows. They started going better, and I was fine. Really? But, yeah, and I never saw – I probably should have seen somebody. I didn't have the money for it. Right. I never saw anybody or anything like Your that. Your plan was just go to New York, no job, no nothing, just do comedy. That's it. Look how well it worked out. I don't know. If I'm on kidding. You Made It Weir. <laughs> you made it Stephanie Weir. Yeah, my you st- Stephanie Weir. Yeah. She's funny. She's yes, she Chicago. is. Yeah. Um, wow. What? What? Did, okay. So you started booking more shows and that saved you. I mean, I just think having stand-up to do because I knew that I liked it and I knew what it felt like to do it. <clears throat> more or less correctly from being in Chicago. And yeah. so I was able to just kind of let like anchor myself with that and just do that every night. And then people liked what I was doing at some point, and then it, I felt better about myself. But I had kind of dismantled my entire personality at that point. Yeah. I, was a comp- I must have been a complete shit show to live with. And uh, Team Submarine was living with me at the time. Nate, oh, that's Nate right, Nate, Steve, who yeah. also writes. I would be inter- I'm going to ask Nate like what it was like to. He live said with me you at the used time. his girlfriend's toothbrush. Uh, that was much later. Knowingly. 
that was much later. And you know what? I it, that is not true. That's not. It's blatantly untrue. He, he said it to me. I wouldn't. I never. I did use it. I didn't knowingly use the toothbrush. He definitely said knowingly. Yeah, he said Jared, it was a conspiracy. Knowingly, let me tell you about. Can I tell you about Nate and property for a second? Nate Fernald has he been on? He's been no. on, right? He has. Okay. No. Well, when you have him on, he can he can respond to this. Nate was the type of roommate where okay, he bought a box of cereal one time and it had one of those little sample boxes attached. Uh-huh. Okay. So then he ate all the cereal, but left the sample box of cereal on top of the refrigerator for seven months. <laughs> At some point after seven months, I woke up one day hungover, and I see this little sample box of cereal, and I don't have any cereal, and it's been there like seven months. <laughs> so I pull it down, and I eat a sample box of cereal. Not a full bowl in a sample box. Not even a full bowl. <laughs> no. It's like I a eat third it. of a bowl. I eat it. I throw it away. I clean my dish. Nate wakes up or comes out of his room like an hour later. This is how he entered the room. Where's my cereal? Like, it was like, <laughs> it was like door open, where's my cereal? It was like he was saying, where's my cereal before he, he, he actually saw it was gone? I got, I got so mad that I got up and just started getting ready to leave. He's like, where are you going? I, am, I immediately went down to the supermarket, bought a full box of that cereal and brought it back. and was like, there you go, motherfucker. And he was like, you didn't have to do that. I was because like, yes, you weren't I, having yes, it. Yes, I did. That's the other thing. Joe DeRosa told me that you're very combative, surprisingly combative. I am surprisingly competitive. <laughs> Hot dog. You were saying the example that he gave me was <laughs> like anytime someone admits to something shameful, you're like, <laughs> I no, I love Yeehaw! it. It gives me great joy to see you know your truth. Yeah. You're you, combative. I am combative. I what people he said we were talking about it, he was like People think you're like me, like we're similar fellows, and I'm very not combative. So it's surprising when jovial again, right? I'm, I, you know, similar I, I, fellows. One thing that I do think, if I can get get this off my chest, is that I think it's okay to kind of be grumpy and also like dislike things and be negative sometimes. I think a lot of us, especially in like entertainment, are just like you're not allowed to do that anymore. Yeah, I'll tell you, nobody better on on Facebook, I think, than Kurt Metzger and all he. I does. love him. I love. Kurt I love Metzger. everything that he writes. Some of it, I would never say. Yeah. Well, that's what's I, so fun about it. I read yeah. it. I'm like, this guy does not give a shit. Yeah, that's really admirable, and I'm so impressed that he does not give a shit. Right. Right. right I right. give a shit, but I'm also cranky, <laughs> <laughs> which is a terrible combination. Well, he was saying that you were at a bar, I think, at Cabin in Brooklyn, and John Roy. Probably from across the room. It's a John Roy is loud joke. Said uh, he didn't like the Avengers, and that you turned around and Joe goes, "You turn around, and you go, really? You didn't like the Avengers? Yeah, that was him doing you. Like, but like, see, that's like going out of your way. He didn't say it. That's to the magician you. voice impression he does. Yeah, really, really. I, I can't even do it if I try to. It doesn't. <laughs> no, uh, you're doing it perfect right now. Oh yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> No, I just think it's okay to you know to be a little bit cranky. No, I agree. Say stuff is bullshit, and and uh, and, and you know people kind of think it's like, ah, oh, that's kind of like hack. No, 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 no. You don't think so? No, you mean on stage? We're talking about now. Yeah, on yeah. stage, and I'm not even that much like that on stage, but in in person, I'm I'm I think a no, little more not. like that. Sometimes. What do you get really worked up about? I get really worked up about. Really? I get really worked up. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Did you give? Did you slip me something? Oh, no, I can't talk. The green grass grows. 
and the green grass grows. That is terrifying. If you are asked a question, we could learn a lesson from there. If you're asked a question you don't want to answer, just sing a creepy children's Creep, song. Sing a creepy yeah. song. Yeah. The moon. London Bridge is falling down, falling down. Yeah. Just keep eye contact. Oh, My fair lady. <laughs> the pause before lady. My fair lady. <laughs> and then sniff your fingers. Oh, no. Uh, I don't know where we're going. What really works you up? And you said, I really... Oh, I really get worked up <laughs> by everything, by religion stuff, Yep, <clears throat> Pope stuff. What do you mean, <laughs> general Pope, Pope stuff? I hate everything about Popes. They really piss me off. Even like the new one, everybody's so cr- Everyone loved this new one they got, and I hate him. I don't like him. I don't like his fake publicity stunt bullshit. Sneaking out and feeding the hungry? Yeah, Fuck that. No. Uh, listen, here's the thing. He, he got Man of the Year Time Magazine because he was like, who am I to judge a gay person? Oh, you won't judge one? Man of the Year. We're like, congratulations on being baseline human. But inside of an organization not known for that, what you call baseline humanity. Well, of course not. No, because I read the, these books where like the Catholic Church. It's Cobra. The Catholic Church is Cobra. <laughs> it's like a world domination organization of vi- villains. Now, do I hate Catholics? Do I think every priest is a bad person? Of course not. <laughs> but were you underwater for a second? I was. I was uh, messing up my words again. Uh. But you know, I do. I do think that it's a lot of big fake bull buffoonery. Yeah, it's. It's. it's I, I will concede. It's not my church, but it does seem a little strange. Yeah. So, but you know, I. I, I it can seem. I feel like when I talk about this stuff on stage, I try to make it about me so that I'm not – so people don't feel like I'm going like, you're a fucking idiot yeah. if you have faith or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, talk, you, you, we can get it. We usually talk about God at the end. But go. I, you don't believe in God. We've talked about this before. I do not. And you get worked up about it. I get very worked up. Mm-hmm. I was raised – I mean I do a lot of jokes about this. Pentecostal. And, uh, and we were like – Snake handling? No. Tongues, no, that's pretty far. Speaking tongues and a lot of apocalypse. Oh yeah, tons of apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes it felt like every week was a different Armageddon it's, it's story. On, look out! Yeah, count, countdown, countdown to the apocalypse. What does that do to you as a as a child? You well, know, as a young child, what I realize is like now anything I talk about, I'm like that. It's the end of the world. So if I'm talking about that, I don't like reality shows. Something else that like gets me worked up. Then I'm like, and by the way, I can't even do bits about it because it's like I get too worked up and it's not funny. I want to like, talk about it. I'm ready I to get down. so get so worked up that it's like I'm like, <clears throat> this is the end of culture. It's the you know they're the, the it's going to create a depression in our culture, and then no one will make art again, and all this. And it's like, and then and then I'll stop. I'll be like, oh, I'm doing end of the world. This is I'm doing end of the world. You're doing the kind of preaching you heard. reality show end of the world. Yeah, yeah. or and it, I'll do it for everything. Everything is the end of the world with me well that's completely understandable given yeah. that you were raised everything was the end of the world yeah and you know they would tell us that it would happen any day and you never know when it's gonna happen and only the good people will go to heaven and the rest everybody else will be ruled by the antichrist the majority the majority of the people did they have guesses on who the antichrist was they they didn't go quite that far but a lot of you know there, there's always a lot of literature like it's you know 
at the, I don't know who they thought at the time, but of course there's a lot of shit going around that Obama is or whatever right yeah. now. But you know, uh, they definitely thought that the chip in your arm yeah, would be that. mark of the beast. <laughs> and I'm 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 because of that I think I'm pro chip now. I'm like, give me the chip. I love discs and chips. I want the discs and the chips <laughs> and the circuits. Uh, you so, wouldn't have been pro chip otherwise because that's invasive. But now because yeah, you can give the finger, to it your seems church. insane, really. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, well, that so, that so as it, from a young age, you were told it was the end of the world. Yeah, and we would, I would, if I was left alone, like when I was like eleven, they would start to like l- let us stay in the house by ourselves while they ran down the road or whatever. My parents and I would start to worry that the rapture had come and I had been left behind. Yeah, and then I would like call people that I thought would definitely have been taken up in the rapture, and if they were home, whew, no rapture. That's I. It, I'm going to put this in out there. Do you think that's a bit abusive? You know. Certainly, but yes. we all. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to qualify it or balance it. But you know, I. I don't. I, I think my mom and dad are really smart people and loving people. And if I'm if I'm as healthy as I am, it's because they were, they were so loving and like understanding. It's just a. It's a cultural thing. It's a. Tra- it's a tradition. You know. Maybe drop the er, er, Earl. Earl. Oral. It's a cult thing. It's a cult thing. Well, even I would go to a church and then I would have an argument or a talk with like the pastor, and then I would come back to my mom and dad. And I'd be like, "Is this true?" Like one time, I was like, "If a guy is raised on an island and he doesn't ever get Christianity, does he go to hell?" Like if he just washes on an island as a baby. Yeah. And my youth pastor was like, "What do you guys think?" Because he definitely didn't fucking know. Yeah. And he's like, "I'll tell you next week." And then he came back and he was like, "He goes to hell." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I go, "That's clearly unfair." Yeah. And then yeah. I went to I, like I remember driving home with my mom and dad, and they were like, "He goes to heaven." Really? And I was like, "But the pastor said." And he's like, "Eh." <clears throat> well, what are they doing? I don't understand. Like my my mother's church taught me things that she didn't necessarily know about in the youth group and in yeah. the junior high group and all that sort of stuff. And I, I told her about it later, and she was like, "I didn't know. I didn't know." Well, yeah, but you know that's not enough for me. You you got to agree with all of it or not go. To me, the whole point is that it's like the word of God, unimpeachably true, right? So you have to agree with all of it. Now there can be different interpretations, but that's pretty cut and dry. That example I just gave you: either sure. he goes to hell or he doesn't, right? Right. So anyway, like I get annoyed. I get annoyed. You got to believe in all of it. There are people. Everybody thinks they can be everything now and pick and choose parts of everything and just mix it all together. But it doesn't all go together. It doesn't work. Yeah. I, I mean, personally, I don't think you can do medicine and God. I think that that's crazy. You're like like the Christian scientists are right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you should. Give I, up. I. I. Well, I at least respect their stance. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh, yeah, sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, like, fucking put your fucking money where your mouth is. Either God heals people or medicine does. I, well, I would disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. All right, you know, I'm gonna think about that one. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna keep thinking about that one. I I mean, like, I, we could talk about the. I, I'm more interested in, in what you think. So you don't think it was abusive. 
uh, and you think I don't like to use that word about it. I don't think I don't like to think of my parents as abusive. And I don't think that they were abusive. I think that the, the no, no, system or the religion is abusive. I didn't say your parents. You, yeah, you you brought your parents into it. Yeah, and I understand that. That's the emotional uh, connection there and the hesitancy to say. It was yeah, abusive. yeah. I would say that it's, from where I'm sitting, it sounds like you did undergo some abuse just by virtue of being told. Abuse doesn't have to be like a, a serious, serious word. Right. This heavy word that we're all supposed to feel bad about. Yeah, I just be telling someone that they're dumb every other day, right? Or or that they're going to hell uh, at any moment. And yeah. The world is going to end at any moment, and they better watch out at any moment. Yeah. you got Christmas year-round, basically. And by the way, that end-of-the-world stuff is just for people with shitty lives, too. They want it their, – their lives suck, and they want it to be over. It's a huge, enormous death wish. Subconscious death wish. All living with. Daniel Tosh, I quote it all the time. He says, uh, there was a rapture warning and it didn't happen. And he always goes, I was so bummed out. And he goes, I don't want to die. I want all of us to die. <laughs> and I was like, I think that's true. I yeah. think there is something subconscious to uh, a death wish. I think we have oh, death, sure. death urges. Yeah. And that sort of stuff can be very exciting. Oh, yeah. I've actually – I can't really remember a specific time, but I've been a part of things where people are discussing how it's obviously the end of the end of the world. I never bought it. I was I never got really turned on by that stuff, but there was a little bit of fun in the air. Oh, sure. You know? Well, it's dramatic, right? Yeah. And I definitely use it for drama too. I, you know how I told you I applied to other things. Yes. So Like that, reality TV. Like reality TV, for example. What's wrong with reality TV? Um, <laughs> well, the person who has the best joke about it is uh, Gould. He's like, it's people that – People who can't act acting in something that's written by people who aren't writers. Yeah. You know, in situations that they're not really in, pretending to be in them. I don't know. I don't remember the exact line, but it's like perfect. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it, to me, it's like we used to watch things because we we liked people and we were we were um, connected to these characters. I love Lucy, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now it's like we watch things. Every, anybody, the dumbest knuckle-dragging, drooling idiot who watches reality TV will be like, I watch them to laugh at them. I watch them because I, I hate them. And you're like, yeah, you all do. It's hate. It's hate. Te- it's, it's hate, hate watching. It's hate porn. It's, it's from 1984. The, what is it? The six minutes hate where everybody just has to look at the political leader they're supposed to hate and just hate him? That's what it is. It's going to get there, too, by the way. What do you mean? You don't remember Six Minutes Hate from 1984? Well, you're informing me. I did. I read it so long ago. Yeah, I read no. it in 1984. It's just everybody, like, they had, like, a break every day where they all had to sit in this room and look at this picture of this political leader who had been ousted and just hate him. And just wow. be like, fuck you! You're fine! Fuck you! Like, they would get, like, rabid, you know? And now when you say, we'll get there, what do you mean? I mean, like, you know, that's what reality TV is, and it's going to get to the point where it's, like, six minutes, hey, you know? But and then, then that'll be the end, Pete. That'll be the end. See that you're doing it again. Yeah, I'm doing it again. You're doing it again. But um, so you think reality TV is is? I, I agree with you. Is detrimental to society. It's detrimental. Why not try? I don't mind things where people are doing something like uh, the sh- you know the Top Chef or something where I don't like the part where they have problems with each other. But I'm willing to sit through that as a little extra thing to see where the like you know pawn okay pawn stars like for, for example you know it's on 24 7 it is and, and it's not even as offensive as like a real housewives but pawn stars is just like it's just a bad hammy fake 
it's like an episode Duck Dynasty series, like episode of F Troop from like 1960. Like that's the writing quality, but with like worse actors. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like a bad like if you caught it on Nick at night, you'd be like, oh, I must be in a sick person's <laughs> like hospital room, like sad, old, dumb, yeah. shitty comedy. Yeah. Fucking episode of F Troop or McHale's Navy. That's what those things are. They're like not. It's just not trying. You yeah. know, it's yeah, like. Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah, and it, it's 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 interesting to consider that we got reality TV around the w- real world, which was what like nineteen ninety three. Yeah, yeah. And, and now I don't even hate that one as much, though. Yeah, no, I know. Well, that it was had, different. It was it had more of a documentary feel a Pedro, little bit. Had Pedro. Pedro, yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. And Puck. And Puck, of course, got kicked out. Yeah. Ate peanut butter with his fingers. Yeah. That seemed a little manufactured. Well, I'm, I'm sure it was really manufactured back then, and, and the only reason I have a little better opinion of it is because it was my youth yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now we have everybody growing up with the with the dating ones and the blah, blah, blah. I think it, it makes people callous. Yeah. Know? It's like the world that uh, Grand, the Grand Theft Auto games are kind of spoofing when you listen to the radio. I love those games because they make fun of that stuff. They do. Yeah. They make fun it's of it. It's really funny the way they do it. It's really interesting that a game that is certainly... I would almost say that even the people making part of it, the problem, <laughs> inarguably part of the problem, yeah, is also making fun of it. It's like eating itself. It's this, yeah. It's postmodern confusion. Everybody can be everything. You can have your cake and eat that's it. That goes back to what you were saying about yeah. religion. Your fervor, though, it is interesting to me. Of course, my interpretation of religion being a myth to help us understand an ununderstandable picture. When I hear you saying you either believe that the guy on the island is going to hell or he's going to heaven, deal with it, make a choice. What I'm really hearing to me, it sounds like anger towards the religious system that is being turned into a make a choice Coke or Pepsi sort of thing, which I don't have a problem with. Well, maybe it's being turned into that. But, you know, when you say a myth to understand our lives. Or un- uh, something ununderstandable. Can you give me a myth to understand why we can't have stem cell research? See, you, I, I, that's a perfect point. I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. <laughs> when it, when it, if it Can even you ble- give me a myth to help me understand? <laughs> I'm not getting in the way of stem cell research. Of course. Of course you, you're not. You wouldn't think that. But, like, I, I, I thought you were responsible, but it's not you. Free to bet. It's yeah. like it's like Isaac Whitty's free to bet, free to bet bit. Like you see the bumper sticker. Right. You're, not, you're not in your car with a phone. Like you pick it up, <laughs> let him go. <laughs> right. I'll get right on that. I'm yeah. not the one uh, yeah. stopping it. Yeah. You certainly called me on my bullshit. Keep going though. So, so I don't know what I was going. Oh, for. you were you were going about myths and you do think oh, it's, it's, it's just harmful. I'm hearing well, that you, you think know, it's a harmful it, thing. You know, I, I don't know. Let's let's get out of stem cells and think about it this way. If you think two contradictory things at the same time, you're confused. That bleeds over into your whole life. You know what I mean? That's like, great. Yes. So if you're like, God heals me, but the doctor heals me. To me, that's confusion. That's confusion to me. Yeah. I, I, maybe I'm being very black and white. In fact, I know I am. But I think that there's too much... Everything's gray. I'm allowed to be. I, you know what? I can pick the parts I like from everything yes. and get rid of all the parts I don't like from everything. No, you can't. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I could, we could go into, I don't necessarily think the Bible preaches that you need to like not see the doctor. You know what I mean? Luke was a doctor. Right, you know right, I mean? right. But yeah. like, but also you could go into the idea that I'm with you when I saw people in bookstores like buying the Bible and also buying like the Satan, like literally would be buying like a Crowley book or yeah. something. And you're just well, it like, becomes entertainment, right? It, it, right? it doesn't, it's, or it becomes another thing you buy. 
It is another thing you buy. It's another it's thing another, you buy. It's, uh, well, I, that's a big theory of mine is you can only have three main interests. And for some people, religion, I'm one of those people. Religion is one of them. Yeah. And I am, you know, I don't think I'm going to use the word guilty. I don't think I'm guilty of anything. But I am guilty of enjoying all of the I, – I have a, a Crowley book. I, I, yeah. I, I read weird hippie shit. And also grew up with the Bible. But I don't think that you uh, – I mean, that's just cool to me. I yeah, want to read, read the Crowley book. Yeah, that's, there you go. You don't, you don't have to let – I understand the impulse, the friend impulse to let me off the hook. We're talking about people that are like, this is the, in, the inerrant word of God. This is the inerrant word of God. And also I'm calling Miss Cleo. I cheat on my wife. Yeah, it's – you know. It's, well, that's the big thing, right? With the, the states where like uh, religion and there, there are more political sways, conservative and all that sort of stuff, more traditional family values. Right. Those are the markets where – pornography is where pornography goes through the roof through the roof and this is something my youth pastor told me in a uh, church he said that like when you go on a youth conference like all the youth pastors go to the same hotel they can see the spike in adult film orders Oof. which is but to me i say see that's where you go you go to that oscar wilde shit man where he says the only way to get rid of temptation is to yield to it i actually think there is something spiritual about just surrendering and being like occasionally i look at pornography and yeah. jerk off i'm off porn right now we could talk about that just because I've been watching those YouTube videos about how it's bad for your brain and bad for I want to try the off-porn challenge. I actually highly recommend it. The, yeah. be- the best sex of my life was when I want- went off-porn and jerking it for three months. Fantastic. But the main problem with that... Did it make you a little crazy in any way? No. Or? No. No detrimental effects at all. But you see, that's because I was listening to where I was at the time. Do yeah, yeah. Sometimes that's... It's not always the time to go on a fast or nope, something. that's yeah. exactly right. And yeah. it's not always the right time to start, uh, stop smoking or start jogging or whatever. Yeah. You have to listen to where you're at. And I was like, I think this is the right time for me. And I went through three months effortless. And it was great. It really was really great. That there sounds, was, yeah. There was sounds no interesting. Yeah. I've been off it for a while, maybe three weeks now. Yeah. I've been jerking it but you know freestyle off the dome <laughs> but that's then, not a term but then the other day i looked at some porn but the thing is is i looked at like an old club i'm not justifying it I, yeah. di- I didn't give a shit in fact part of my porn practice now is to go and fuck that giving myself shit over this shit yeah. fuck that it's yeah a, it's a waste of time it happened it's in the past move on but i used to beat myself up about it and so those pastors that, that let it become a thing, capital P. Well, they turned porn. it into a monster in their life. You yeah. turn it into an idol. Yeah, you it, turn it into an idol. It becomes a thing that is now a master over you. Even when you're abstaining from it, he's whispering on your shoulder, and you're like, as soon as I get to that hotel. And you know what? I'll tell you, relig- religious repress porn binges can be some of the best things in the world. <laughs> As someone who did them so many times. If you've never times, been to one, you've got to go. Or some sort of fucking that – I've said this many times on the show. Some sort of fucking that you think is wrong can be fantastic. Oh, sure. And it feels bad afterwards. But that – I can't make this point enough to people that might be struggling with this sort of thing. That becomes part of the addiction as well. It's the penance. Afterwards. Oh, sure. So I'm just – what I'm saying is relax. You looked at porn. Move on. People, I was just talking about in this culture where, like, let's say you quit smoking. Okay. Uh, and then on a, a Friday night, you have 14 beers and you smoke a cigarette. The next day, most people, or even that night, will just smoke an entire pack. Right. Why? 
Yeah, no, that's what everybody told me when I quit smoking. Yeah. They were like, if you if you stumble and you smoke one, just don't smoke the next one. Yeah. But a lot of times it's like it's like all or nothing with people, right? That's, but that there's something you in go, our wiring. You go way too far once you've once you've broken once. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's a crazy phenomenon. You know what I mean? I actually speaking my youth pastor, I remember he was fasting and I saw him eat a couple M and M's. I was like, Aren't you fasting? He was like, Oh right. And then he just kept fasting. That's that's kind of right on. You know what I mean? Yeah. You quit smoking, you smoked one, or you're off porn and you did one. Everybody like the if main people message- had this attitude, I don't think I would be aha. I caught you yeah. like you're a hypocrite you right. broke your I wouldn't feel that way but that but the the problem is that people go all the way into I crazy agree. town and then they are really a really a very bad hypocrite right I completely agree yeah there there needs to be a little bit more humanity in the exploration of faith and I would say up to the point where you're like this might not even be true. I think, you know, or this might not even be literally true. Right. That's the sort of a lot of religions don't think of it as literally true, but you know, the right. the American Christian tradition, but Protestant tradition, really does for the most part. That's what I'm hearing you representing. Yeah. And that's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not with that either. Yeah. And I know what you're talking about. I remember being a kid, and I remember being like, how could any of us become anything other than missionaries or pastors? If right. what, if what you're saying is true, what you're saying is true, we should all do that. There's no there's <laughs> no reason to be a CEO. Uh, what a world, right? Spears and making fires in the dark. That's what that would be. What do you mean? If everybody was just a man of God, <laughs> there would be no cars or trains or aeroplanes. We would all just be witnessing to each other we for the different all, yeah flavors of our slightly stuff. different. Yeah, yeah. We worship on Saturday. Jesus, it was not palms. It was oak trees. Yeah, yeah. little things like that. Well, that's it. So I, I, I'm with you. It, it, it's interesting, and it, people hate hypocrisy. People, in fact, when uh, when when religious people fall, we really enjoy it. That's yeah, a, that's a certain type of recreation oh, yeah. that I'm guilty of kind of enjoying as well because I take offense at the idea of people. Uh, steam drying themselves to the point of starch been going on for forever too i remember that's another thing that i saw when i was young was like the whole swaggart thing remember jimmy swaggart remind me oh uh, jimmy swaggart was a very very you know rich popular uh you know televangelist mm. and you know my parents and my grandparents all loved him Mm-hmm. And then I was old enough at like I don't know nine or ten to watch the entire scandal where he'd been sleeping with all these different women and just lying about all of it. Jim Baker, PTL, sure, you remember that, yeah, right? I do. Yeah, it was just it happened over and over and over again. Right now, I think you know their problem was you know well it's equal parts. It's you repressing it, right? And mm-hmm. then you're also you're also like it's money. It's money. also money. I was going to say money and power. Yeah, it, like it really absolute power corrupts absolute. That sort of thing. I always like think that like does. why would he? Like, I'm even like a little scared of Obama. Like he seems like a really nice guy, but why would anybody want to be president? It's less money than he could make being a constitutional lawyer or something somewhere. Yeah. To me, you gotta be on some level a megalomaniac to uh, even want to do it. Yeah. No. Believe me, my painting up here and here, and like I go to my show and my name is on everything. You have to admit that you're kind of like this is a this is a nuts pursuit, right? Like you're a nut. I'm a badass. I mean, you, it's you, okay or, though to be like I'm a badass, but it's like. But if you want to be the president, there's something going if on. If you want to be the president, there's something going on. Yeah. You believe that you're destined. Oh, and you are. And once you get there, everyone, hundreds of thousands <clears> of people <throat> in in Chicago will chant that you are destined. But it's super funny though, because if you think of the guys that didn't make it, thinking that they were destined, like Michael Dukakis thought his destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Mitt Romney thought his destiny he, was to be president. Doesn't he still think it is? Probably. 
I would want to be president uh, because the, I'm one of those guys that the first thing I would do would be like, all right, I got some questions. Now, I have a feeling. Oh, my God. You'd be like, come on. Tell me what happened with the chemical trails. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I have. A, do you think all that stuff that I kind of enjoy is bullshit as well? You know what? I have yet. I watch it. I'm fascinated by all of the conspiracy theory stuff. And I'll watch it with Matt McCarthy. I'll go over his house, and he'll be like, watch this. And he'll put yeah. on, like, collapse or something. See, Matt, Matt was and my I, roommate. I, I think it. it's so fascinating, but I've yet to be convinced. And collapse really made me what is that laugh. That's the, they get this guy who has all this info on the CIA or whatever, and he's this little, like, guy. He looks like a postal worker. I think he was at one point. He's, like, smoking cigarettes in his chair. And he starts out, like, just explaining how the resources are running out. Mm-hmm. And when the resources run out, that's the foundation of our economy. And then when that happens, we will be in a apocalyptic scenario where it will be global war. And it makes a very convincing case for that. And then in the next beat, he's like, uh, you know, I dated a CIA agent for a while and, uh, you know, it didn't turn out so good. So she's mad at me. And I, you're like, why are you talking about this? He starts to sound like a real crank. Like oh, it, it becomes like this anger at some woman he dated who yeah. is, according to him, a CIA agent. Yeah. And he's like this like little nerd. You're like, you didn't date her. <laughs> like, it's just like, you know, so that's what always happens for me on all the conspiracy theory stuff is I'm like, yes. Yes, it's true. Yes. No. Eh, like well, that's my favorite conspiracy theory is that they will try and like corrupt those people in some way. Yeah, that they make them look like fools. Well, Matt will tell you that. But you know, I, I like Alan Moore. Do you know Alan Moore wrote Watchmen? And he, uh, oh no, yeah, he wrote a bunch of comic books. Well, and, I read uh, Watchmen. He has a lot of stupid ideas. But one thing he said one time was, "There's not a conspiracy. There's like a million of them, and they're all trying to fuck each other over." And that's why the world is is shitty. But there's not like I don't I, the U.S. government's at war with itself. All the different departments. I mean, I mean that's openly. I mean that's the foundation of the whole system is that you know you have two parties and everything. Mm-hmm. And they don't have it that together. They don't. I hear that, and I... things are bad enough. The things we know. <laughs> The things we know about what happened with 9-11, that we know for sure that everybody believes, yes. are so bad. <laughs> Can we, like, deal with that? You know, like... You don't need to add another narrative to it? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I think that... I think that it makes it actually more, we can hold it in our hand more when it's a villain and it's like a yeah. global conspiracy because then it becomes kind of a story and everybody loves a story. No, of course. When of it's course. a when it's a million little boring stories, when it's a million little boring stories about someone who didn't really do their job very well and someone else who wanted to make a little more money here and that all piles up, that's so boring. I know. And that's what's going on. Yeah. The yeah. boring part. The boring part. The boring version. Yeah. That's what I think. And then when you say that, I'm kind of like, that's what they want us to think. Yeah. Again. Well, that's super fun. Oh, it is super fun. I want to live in, uh, you know. McCarthy's America. X-Files. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to be running down shadowy streets. Yeah. Because I made the wrong phone call. Was that, is that from uh, <laughs> Enemy of the State? Why'd you blow up that building? Because you made a phone call. Great trailer ending. Really? You don't remember that movie? No, Terrible movie. No, no, no. That was a Will Smith Tent pole, they call it. What's a tent pole? I don't know. Oh, you thought I didn't know what craft services are. You don't know tent pole. <laughs> it's a movie You're still that harboring you, that. It's a movie that you, <laughs> it's a movie you used to hold up the entire summer, man. It's how you make your money that summer with your tent pole. 
hold it up for who? Well, you, you're funding all the other movies from your company with this one movie that you're like, this is the sure thing giant blockbuster this year. And was it? So if you're like Disney, you're like, we're going to fund this weird little side movie with Pirates of the Caribbean 7 or whatever. As this a tentpole. As tentpole, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Okay. It's a widely used term. Well, I'm going to start using it now. Do it, buddy. So tell me about Kara Klink. I love her. Where did you, she's a comedian. She's a comedian. In New York. Yes. And you live together? Yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> since October 2012. <clears throat> and that's going well? Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, I'm so, I mean, I, I, I always thought it would be very hard to live with a woman long term. But, it, you know, when I first moved in with her, she got laid off from her job. And I was like, oh, we're just going to be together in the house all day together. And I was like, I hope that doesn't put too much pressure on it. It worked out fine. It's great. Really? It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. What are your sleep schedules like? you sleep the same amount? Um, we Similar do. Similar amounts? Yes, we do. That's we, a good one. We go to the bed at the same time. Can I say Sometimes that's an underestimated I wa- oh, that's, how important it no, is? No, no, no. It's like when people talk about eating dinner with your family. Yeah. Like people roll their eyes at that, but that's like super important, actually. I agree. Now, sometimes I do want to stay up and not go to bed. Oh, do you go to bed at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. But sometimes I want to stay up and she's like, why? And I'm like, well, I want to finish this thing. And she's like, but don't you want to go to bed, though? I'm like, no, I want to watch this. <laughs> but I'm going to bed. Well, no, I know. <laughs> okay. What's funny to me is she just acts like it's like weirdly illogical. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to bed. So seems weird that you're not. But, but mostly I think it, I think she's right. Mostly. I think that you should go to bed with your significant other when they go to bed. She stays up late with me. We stay up to one. Uh, Dr. Gary Pan, whose book is available now, would say that uh, that's that's not good. Staying up that late? No. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, you, I, I'm fascinated currently with autonomy in relationships. That's something we're actually trying to write about. Oh, right, where one person can do their own thing and the other person can Where's, do their own thing. Where it would thing. be a preposterous idea that she's like, I had a girlfriend that was like, I'm going, look, I go to bed. She really likes me, though. Do no, you understand? I know, and it's sweet. And look, uh, you know, girls that that uh, I've seen in my life, and if especially if we're living uh, together, well, I haven't really done that, but you know what I mean. You spend most nights with each other. We'd always go to bed together. Yeah. But uh, and when I was married, you know, that's six years of going to bed at the same time sure. for the most part. Sure. Um, but I think I would like to get to. I, I admire these couples. I have couple friends that are autonomous. Where I don't know if they necessarily go to bed at, the, at different times, but I would I would put money that they don't. That they don't go to bed at the same right. time. Right. You know, I, I think there's a lot in that autonomy stuff. And and, uh, and we've had lots of talks about that, not with the, you know, what time we're hitting the hay, but, like, with other things. Yeah. You know, you got to have free agency, you, you know. Well, that's important. My, yeah, my, yeah. Dr. Gary Penn calls it uh, not disproving negatives. And I'm sure I'm going to make this point many times. Disproving a negative means uh, I'm not trying to convince you that I don't love you. Convince you that I don't not love you. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. You yeah, but I, mean? I know exactly what you're talking about. Isn't that interesting? Where you're like, your entire life is this, like, I, I'm trying to prove that you right. love somebody. Right. But it's so exhausting but and, it, exactly. and horrible. For everybody. But I was, I was hanging out with this couple, and uh, it's such a little story, but it meant so much to me. It was me, uh, this, this married couple, uh, two other people, and another married couple. And we were watching uh, television. And it was actually a football game. I, I don't watch football, but Katie, I watched a football game. Green Bay. They lost. 
against the Niners, your your team, the 49ers. Football. So football game. And uh, one of the guys who has children with one of the women was like, uh, I'm going to go. I told our son that I'm going to watch the fourth quarter with him. And then he left. We were at someone else's house. He just left. And I, I we're trying to write a joke about this. And he didn't kiss his wife in the good way. You know what he I mean? He just did that mwah. No, he didn't even kiss her at all. It, it, it was all in the neighborhood. Like he was like a f- ten minute drive to his house, maybe five minute drive. Yeah. So it was just so casual and beautiful. Something that I just don't see enough of in relationships, where people are always like, "Boo boo, I'm gonna go." Is Why that okay? Do you think we don't see that because I can tell you that when I'm um, I, at, at home with non. I would say like non-performers and or non-city people. I see that all the time, and I don't ever feel like it's unloving or anything. It's yes. just it's just like a casual like at ease with each other. Yep. But I think when I'm hanging out with performers, maybe or just, it is us. I mean, it could be a performer thing. Well, you have to perform your love. I'm not shitting on Kumail and Emily, and they wouldn't mind me saying. But in that same situation, they're schmoopy, right? They're a little schmoopy. Yeah, Kumail would be like, "Oh my god, Emily, I'll be back in ten minutes. He has four numbers. You can reach me on the way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so am I. If I were leaving a girl that I'm seeing at a party where there, even if it were all of our friends, our close yeah. friends, I would still be like. I'm going to take the car. If you need a ride, Jared will take you. Here, you know, you yeah, can call me. I'm going to leave my cell on. Like, but well, I, where, I'm not like that with Kara. At I wouldn't all. necessarily say all that, but there would at least be like, or like, you would be like a little bit hurt if that that she didn't reciprocate that. You know, I'm trying to redo it. Yeah, I don't think we're like that though at all. I would say honestly, not at all. I definitely have had autonomy issues where I'm like, if I say I'm going to eat at this restaurant and you're not going, don't correct me and say, no, you're eating at this restaurant or this one's better or this one's cheap. Just let me do it yeah. my way. Yeah. Or like navigating in the car, you know, or the when you know she's not getting on the flight I am, and I want to leave way early, and she's like explaining to me why I should be leaving at a different time. Like, yeah. let it let me do it my way. So we yeah. definitely have those autonomy issues, but we don't have like the thing where like. Yeah, if, I, I would if I I could just go. Hey, I'm gonna go do this thing now, and she would be like, "Cool." Bye. See, I think that's great, and I think that's actually something that isn't encouraged enough. Yeah, I, at least in my life, it's new to me. Like, yeah, I, I, it's I guess it's a and it becomes this issue. like uh, this like uh, ooh, this dr- drama thing that people have. Like when you watch dumber people do it, it becomes very obvious that you do it. Like, yeah, like couples that are just like constantly fighting and then yeah. mm, making up like really hot and heavy. That's like, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what that is. It's that. Uh, feedback loop but you can also you can train people uh one way and the other way it's not guy to girl only girl to guy as well you can train people to to inherit your neuroses oh definitely right if you start going oh baby i'll be back i love you baby my phone is on and i love you baby i'll be back by this time i'll be back by this time at first the first time you do it they might be like what are you doing but then after a while they'll be like he didn't do that he didn't do the where's the baby you know what i mean I, so I just want shit. you to do that for a long time. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby, it's me. Do the baby, 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 baby. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Uh, sounds like a chant. Oh, baby, baby, baby. Did you oh, ever talk in tongues? Oh, sure I did. Can you do it? I can't. Well, when you really do it, it's supposed to be, you know, like it's just coming out of you. You're yeah. not supposed to be like, shaka laka daka. Am I doing it? Want to buy a Hyundai? Want to buy a Hyundai? Want to buy a Hyundai? 
Want to buy Hyundai? Oh, that sounds like that. Want to buy? You know, Hyundai. different churches have different ones. Uh-huh. At my church, it was Shundi Kiyundai is the one I would hear over and over. Shundi Kiyundai. Shundi Kiyundai. Shundi. It sounds like want to buy a Hyundai. Shundi Kiyundai. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You did that. Oh, I sure did. A lot. I would do it on my own. Just praying solo. Just praying solo. Did you feel anything? You had to have felt. Certainly I did, but you know, what I think that I was feeling was I was I was getting worked up emotionally. I was thinking about the people I love and and you know, I was all my worries cuz you're praying. That's what you do when you pray, right? You think about all the things you're worried about in your life and Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was 11, so who knows what those things were. But yeah. uh, I mean, and uh, yeah, you get yourself all worked up and then yeah, you can start shouting and screaming about it a little bit Sure, you can. In tongues. In tongues. And it probably felt pretty good when you're done. It was cathartic. Yeah, cathartic. Yeah. I think people should definitely have catharses and have ways to get things out of their system. A little scream therapy. Yeah, scream therapy is fine. Actually, if someone wanted to speak in tongues, that's cool. I just, uh, you know, if they think that it's like a spirit entering their body, that seems a little shamanistic for me. Seems a little magical. Sure, it is. It is certainly quite. But magical. if y'all just want to like get together and just like do it, like who cares? On the secular tip, like no big deal. Let's make a meeting. Well, let's talk a little bit. This is this is so interesting. When we did that college together, yeah, uh, we talked a lot about your family, and I was fascinated. Yeah. With uh, how I think you had heard me talk a little bit about how my religious family, right. specifically my mother, had a hard time with me doing comedy a little bit. Yeah, you when, know, once she started watching it, which was only recently. Right. Yeah. And one time I talked to you and then Kumail too hey. about um, what do you because he he handle, he deals with a similar thing too with his yeah. parents mm-hmm. and I was like, what do you guys do like about your act and your parents and you guys were both like just don't show it to them <laughs> and i was like of course that's the solution that's not the solution that's terrible it is the solution no you have to show it you have to be proud of it i think you both do too you you I recently, you let your parents know what's going I on i had a conversation with my mother recently where i was like you're not allowed to say anything other than the show is so great i love it well that's good because you're being assertive and you're taking control of the situation i think it's okay to do that to say you you have to say it's great yeah like but you know and i i don't think it's good to go to your your parent or maybe it's your girlfriend or whoever every time and be like was this good enough <laughs> do i get love like you know it's, and, and then a lot, then some comics will have this attitude like every time they get on TV, it's their sweet 16th birthday party, uh-huh. and it's like a week, of, you know, come to my party for my special coming out parade. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's your job, like, calm down a little bit, but I still think you should be able to show it to anybody. I mean, it's, it's weird to keep a, a very huge part of my life from my parents, to hide it from them, or to, uh. if it gets to a point where I'm obscuring it from them, I think that that's weird. I know so little about them. Why? Why should they know all this about me? Well, <laughs> talking about you don't know anything I, about your folks. Not as much as they you know about, learn me. about them. I try. Well, I they, I talk to my mom about what's going on at work with her. No, absolutely. Talk to my dad about that. I talk to my dad about what we think of a lot of different issues. I don't talk to them about religion very much. Yeah, but I did do my act where I make fun of. The Pentecostal stuff in front of them, and I'm happy that I did that because I felt way more like I loved my mom more after I had shown her that that ugly quote unquote side of me. And still see on the other side that she still loved you. Is that a big thing? Well, or? she kind of withheld the love ah. <laughs> and was mad at me and yeah. kind of didn't call me for a little bit. And, yeah, you uh, weren't felt, talking to each other. Uh, we weren't talking to each other when we talked when we did that college. We weren't talking to each other at that time. You at still that time, weren't. 
at that time, we still weren't. Well, no, we're talking again now. And uh, and uh, but she was so mad because and it was you... you know it was so passive too. It was never like a definite stated we're not talking. It's you know it's kind of like are we talking? Or yeah, are we not? You know, she was hurt. She was hurt. Why? She was hurt by it. I don't know. She's rigid. She's a rigid person. <laughs> was so, it because you made a w- fun of West Virginia, or was it because you made? Fun well, this of- time it was because I said all these like you know w- what she would think are terrible things about the way I was raised and re- and religion. Like, but you know, I this is the funniest part of it to me, and I told you this <laughs> is that I go, my parents don't even go to church anymore. She'll get that mad at me because I said something about religion. They don't even go to church anymore. And I said that to her. I, I had a conversation with her. I'm like, you're not calling me back because you're mad I said these things uh, on stage. And she goes, I go, you don't even go to church anymore. She goes, yeah, because we have to work, Jared. Because we work all day and we get tired. <laughs> and that's totally my family's priority system. Drudgery and then the salvation of Christ, number two with a bullet. That's the second most important thing is the eternal, ultimate <laughs> salvation of your soul. Above that, Treasury. Uh, other, above that, an hourly wage, <laughs> endless toil. That's your total West Virginia value system. Oh no! Oh yeah, the soul is number two after. <laughs> yeah. Well, I took the trash out. So I guess it won't stink in here. Got to mow the lawn. Then number two, yeah, with a bullet, and then number two with a bullet, the salvation of your soul. <laughs> Fucking a man, that's funny. Yeah. Well, things are better now. Yeah, things are very much better, and uh, you know, I'm just, I'm always going to tell her when something's going to be on. She might not like it, but I'm always going to tell her. Uh, yeah, that can, that challenges me a little bit. I mean, if I'm, I I'm if still... I had like a nightly show like you, I wouldn't be like, well, I mean, I have the the weekly thing. They watch the best week ever, but um. Mm. I wouldn't be like it's on, it's on. Are you watching? Like I wouldn't bugger. But See, when you know, I, I was on Best Week Ever for a year or so, and I never told them. They never watched it. Right, right. I mean, and I didn't want them to watch it. No, I hear you. I mean, but I, I, I think it's good to share with your family. They're a huge part of your life. You should share with them. I like met George Takei yesterday, and uh, my dad's a huge Star Trek guy, and I sent them the photos and was like, "Look, George Takei." Yeah. Of course, being a dad, he was like, "Who?" <laughs> Sulu, you love Star Trek. Sulu, who? Sulu, the Japanese guy. Oh yeah. See, that's what you get for trying. Yeah, I know, if but I, I know, but it was still fun. To if talk. I meet Bob Seger or Tom Brady, then I'll do that. Yeah, that's that's actually. Your, your I actually met parents Tom Brady like in New Orleans years ago, and uh, yeah, they, I still rub that in to those sons of bitches. Tom Brady is a football player. He's a football man. Oh, he's one of those. That sounds interesting. It's it's somewhat interesting. Yeah. Do you? uh, Well, let's play some games. We're here at the end. Do you want to play some games? Sure, there are games. Sure. Yeah, they're little games. Okay. Unless there's was there something that you wanted to say? No, I think we. Boy, I covered everything. Probably things I I didn't want to cover. You know, keep it in. You know what we didn't cover is that you're just you're so fucking funny and you're fantastic. That's very nice. Thank you. you. You're fantastic. I like to hear that. Really uh, proud of you. Hoping, hoping that you come out here. Don't do it for me, but if come out to visit, even you I'm know, just I'm not be trying here all to do the, the LA thing. I, I probably will be out here permanent at some point. But yeah. in the meantime, I'm here all the time. It'll so. be great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Well, this is the speed round. Uh, I, I, we don't always do this one, but how? What? What is soap do you use? What soap do I use? But you have a girlfriend. Uh, live yes. in yes something on a loofah. I, I, I know my shampoo right away, which is Garnier Fructis. Woo! Oh, and. For my body wash, it's Old Spice that I pour on a loofah. Pure sport? Uh, no, I even 
No, they even have like funny ones now, and sometimes I get the funny ones because I like special things. Like one is like one says it makes you smarter. <laughs> it doesn't, but I get it. Yeah, because because I like to pretend it does. No, that's fun. Yeah, I just saw on uh, on the Huffpo or something that like if you think you got a better night's sleep, you will act like you did. Right? Isn't that interesting? So maybe it does make you a little bit smarter. Maybe it does. I actually considered telling my staff. It I doesn't. was like something with the moon last night. Everybody got like an extra. 14 seconds of sleep or something like people would be like oh yeah 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 i felt that yeah yeah, yeah. i am hilarious i am king i felt that you should just make up stuff all the time like i thought about you know you guys are our feet are not going to be they're going to be a little sore today because of there was a seismic thing oh my god there was like a size that is like the our plate moved if I thought for 20 minutes, I wouldn't think of a better one than your feet are going to be a little sore today because of seismic activity. Well, one I used to do Saying stuff like that, that to my, people. My feet feel a little sore. When people found out I was from West Virginia, I would say that I would pretend that I called count uh, tissues puffers, <laughs> and then I called count the a couch the long chair. <laughs> they would catch me on that one. They would not believe that, but they believe the puffers one. Yeah, puffers and shoot yeah. a poot. Yeah, shooting shoot the poot. Shoot that poot. Uh, do you have a sleep ritual, speaking of the long couch? when you, I read. Well, specifically a mental one. Uh, this one sometimes benefits from an example. Lately, I've been pretending I'm uh, buried inside a pile of leaves and no one can find me. I also often love I'm in some sort of house and there's like a zombie apocalypse, but I'm safe in the house. I probably, you know, uh, yeah, tell myself stories a little bit and they're usually very nerdy, like sci-fi like what? Are Horror you, or monster stories. Are you and then in I one go to sleep things? and I have horrible stress dreams. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah. Like like um, teeth like grinding like where I'm like having an argument with someone but can never win. Ugh. That sounds horrible. I know. We're working on it. But yeah. Maybe you should go to therapy. I mean it's good. I do. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, it's good. It's good to let that stuff out. Oh, yeah. No, it's we've talked hard, about it, that. It's hard to. But to let it out. Oh, I think it's I think it's very important. I and and, and and I was totally anti therapy for a long time, and then when I started going, I was like, "This is the best thing." Yeah, no, I, that's almost everybody feels that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you lose your virginity? I was nineteen. Nice. And it was this uh, a girl who I dated for four months after, and then she kind of like cheated on me, and it like really made me so sad. Oh my god! But um. She, I mean, it was like we went to this apartment. She was apartment sitting. Uh huh. And then we had sex. Then you did some it's apartment. It's a fascinating fucking. and unique story. What's that? How's that? Well, I think it's it's pretty run the mill. You're done with the story. That's really it. I, I thought you were about to. Yeah. I don't know. You went to an apartment that she was sitting at. How old was she? She was the same age. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's married now to a guy that I met in different circumstances. I met him at like this like camp I went to one summer. Did you tell and him? Then uh, I, I've talked to her because at one point I, I was yeah I wanted I was wanted to do a piece about something that happened to both of us yeah I saved her goats uh-huh. she had goats and her the but the, her sister had goats and they would milk the goats and then the farm flooded this is true and then I had to wade into the water and save goats one time so I wanted what to, yeah so I wanted to tell a story about that but Did I didn't float want, on I didn't want to do balls? it without like asking her because. Yeah, it didn't all paint her in like the best light or mm. me, but mm-hmm. you know, she she was cool and she was like, sure. Mm. The- yeah, the save goat story is a whole long thing, and it's 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 yeah. We don't need it. Is that what you're saying? Well, what happened was is they her sister was like this HGTV person, you know, mm-hmm. worked for HGTV and then decided to have goats and milk goats, but. <laughs> 
Her sister had the goats on like this like low lying <laughs> area. Goats. Well, that's where she had the goats. She didn't have the goats where you got to have them like on a higher area. She had it in this like low lying area, and then her sister, being a busy young person, would go out of town, and then someone else had to milk the goats. Sometimes that summer, it was me, and I would milk <laughs> the goats, and my family thought it was super funny that I was milking goats because they had never seen me do, uh, you know, work. Like farm work, they thought that was like hysterical. So when I would go to milk the goats, my family would come over and like film me, and, laugh. <laughs> and my mom would be like, "Call my uncle, get over here. He's gonna milk a goat. Let's watch. Let's watch Jared do work." And the reason they thought that was so funny is because when I was a kid, and we would like just go get firewood, I would like put gloves on in case of spiders. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, this girl and I had a really bad breakup and falling out, uh-huh. and I was like, you know, leave me alone, fuck you. And then the next day, she, it rained really hard, and I get this phone call: "You gotta help me, the goats!" And I got there, all the goats were drowning. So for this girl, I didn't really like anymore, who had broken my heart. I had to wade out into like chest deep water and pull these goats ashore. Did you think while you were from pulling this flooded creek, goats ashore, like? Maybe she'll take me back for all this goat work. No, in fact, I kind of got my balls back from doing it because it put me in this like very like savior position. Yeah. And then she was like, "Said you want to hang out?" And I was like, "No." Huge balls back. Yeah, I got my balls back. <laughs> I, got my gro- I got my groove back. I've never had the sleep ritual uh, question or virginity question lead to a goat story before. I like no. that quite a bit. Uh, I love this one. Do you know the hardest time you've laughed? The hardest time I've laughed. Doesn't have to be a good... Can I instead give the hardest laugh I've ever gotten? Yeah. I was at this college. You know how you make fun of the town a lot of times when you're in a place? Sure. And I stayed at this like shitty little hotel because they let me choose my own hotel. So I stayed at the cheapest one called the Sugarloaf Inn. <laughs> and when I got to the school, I asked the kids, you know the Sugarloaf Inn? And they, I could tell it would be funny to make fun of it because the kids who were just hired me were like, oh my god, I can't believe no one stays there. I was like calm down so when i got on stage i go yeah i'm staying at the sugar loaf inn enormous laugh not the biggest yes enormous laugh from i'm staying at the sugar loaf inn uh-huh. who gives a shit but these kids thought it was hysterical i go yeah there's a weird stain on the floor now that now i'm george carlin now that's the funniest thing a stain on the floor of the sugar loaf inn of course there would be from all the murders and sex and then just to see, just to see what, what, just to see how stupid I could be, I go, I think it might be dick blood. I had to wait five minutes for them to stop. Doubled over, falling out of their seats. I think it might be dick blood was the hardest laugh I've ever gotten. And that's why I say stand-up comedy is an art form. <laughs> Fantastic. Do you want to do, do you have your phone? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do last thing you Googled? Oh, sure. And then, and then I feel... Wait, does it it save that? I don't know. Do you have technology. an iPhone? Yeah. I'll Ooh. show you how to do it. Oh, here it is. Open your Safari. And uh, see, open a new window. In case Kara, Kara Klink wants to know your password. Um, how did you do that? You just watched me and you... Did you just put my password... <laughs> On on you made it weird. Yeah. They'd have to get a hold of my phone though, right? Yeah, they would. You got to take that out. I'm sorry, Katie. I don't know. That's going to make me totally. Uh, okay. Oh, here it is. This is what the last thing I googled. Really. Yeah, no, hit this. Hit that button. Oops. No, hold on. Hit that button. Cancel. This button here. 
Now, uh, hit history. Yeah, I guess so. Mine's already here. Yeah, there you go. What do you got? The 50 scariest books of all time. (laughs) That's pretty cool. That's a good one. (laughs) That is the winner. You don't think that's cool? No. I'm just proud of it. It's the winner of this game forever. The 50 scariest. Not the top five. Yeah. You want to go all the way back from 50 and work your way up. Uh, Wow. A new thermodynamics theory on the th- uh, origin of life. Did you Whoa, look at, look at the big brain on Pete. Pulp Fiction. Watch as the singer of this music video photoshops herself in real time. That was a good one. You can get placebo sleep. I already quoted that. 1997 Godzilla. There's a new Godzilla movie. I know, and I love Godzilla, and the new trailer looks awesome. It looks so scary. I have Godzilla dreams. You have Godzilla dreams? They're actually awesome. That sounds fun. I would like to have a Godzilla dream instead of a dream where I'm just arguing with someone. You'll get there. Yeah. Got anything else? <laughs> like it's like a journey. One day you too. Michael, ja- Michael Jackson lyrics, they don't really care about us because I wanted to show somebody that he says, uh, Jew me and kike me. I know that he says that. That was That's from a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. He, and what song was that? They don't really care about us. Pet Rock. Looked up Pet Rock. I was drunk when I looked that one up. Are you are you done? Well, it was a lot of fifty scariest. Here's a good one. Haynes Bra Catalog, nineteen ninety three. Best horror novels. I was trying to find something I jerked off to when I was a kid. The Reeves shooting. Sears catalog bra ads. <laughs> that's, polyp. That's embarrassing. Polyp. I, I, what's polyp? Do you have a I wanted polyp? to know the exact definition of polyp. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, talking to John Daly about betas. Uh, I don't oh. even know what this is. Mercedes C three hundred pop the hood. Oh, we had we rented this Mercedes C three hundred and we couldn't figure out how to make uh, the hood light go off. That, isn't that fun that you can now? It used to just be you couldn't do it. Now you can Google it. The white make, zombie, the make of the car, and what you want to do. It's all nerd shit, man. It's just endless nerd shit. I don't. I don't think. Visit Machu Picchu, because I think I'm going to do that one day, but I probably would have to lose weight before I could do it. If you do that, make sure you go see the Atlantean skulls of the alien overlords that started there. Sardonic. I wanted to know the exact definition of sardonic. Uh-huh. Porn addiction. Blending raw foods. Best best meme. I just Googled best meme. Official Bob Dylan site. He has an official site. <laughs> You were tired of all those unofficial sites. <laughs> I was like, what's he say about it? Jeff Goldblum is watching you poo. Cat shoes on sale. I was looking for memes. Best ghost movies. Biblical magi. <laughs> Cat- Melchior Balthazar. Lena Dunham Thai food. I wanted that uh, picture of her going, I loved what I made. F- Fat Kid McDonald's. Eminem sequel to Some of Stan. these I don't even know. Carlton Robe Kids. I don't know what that means. Which tracks did Rick Rubin produce in the new Eminem album? Sticky Facials. Caesar Dressing Vegan. Really? Huge assholes? No. <laughs> Come on. Not on, not on the phone, man. Everybody knows the password. <laughs> that must be Okay, bl- give me one blurred. more. I got Hold Up That Bitch Got Sprinkles and Does Sauerkraut Expire? It does. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, uh, it's 
customizable 3D printed tabletop. See, I've got nothing for you. Ooh, badinage. I, I found out what the word badinage means. What does it mean? It means witty, repartee. Oh. Well, you've got some great badinage. We've had some badinage today. You've got great badinage. You're, you're so funny. I'm so glad you were here. I'm Thank so you glad for you having me. Time. It was really fun. Yeah, that was sincere. You making a face like it wasn't. No. I liked it a lot. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It was really great. <laughs> you got to say keep it crispy. Oh, is that what we do? Yeah. You say that, though. No, you. The I don't want to say your catchphrase. It's not my catchphrase. Can I say mine? The guest says it. I want to put my balls in it. That's not really my catchphrase. I should have one. Oh, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> no, no. No, not good either. The guest says it every time? Every time. Why do you make the guest say your catchphrase? I think it's funny. Mm. You could There's not- an element of domination. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it crispy. Against my will. You are Kevin Meany. <laughs> I'd say the reincarnation, but he's still alive. Yeah. <laughs> January, February, March, April. These are the months. These I don't even are, know how it goes. That's are. not right. <laughs> these are the months. It used to be online. I can't find it anymore. That's Kevin Meany on The Tonight Show. You have to really respect somebody who goes on The Tonight Show and just sings a song about the months. Opens with it. Opens with it. Loud and proud. You have to understand, Kevin Meany is Jared Logan, basically, in the 60s and he, or 70s, and he came out... Tonight Show, Johnny Carson, and it went January, February, March, April, <laughs> May, June, July, <laughs> August, <laughs> November. You know, it's he really great to watch, actually. It kills. Yeah, it kills. And then he goes, these are the months. He's like, the concept behind this joke is that I am a silly-looking pudgy man who sings in a funny way. Is that what he says? No, but that's yeah, basically that him and coming goes, up with that Bit. And now the days of the week, Monday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday, yeah, totally. And it crushes. Yeah. Sometimes comedy's silly. Simplicity. Believe it. Do it. Keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 